Welcome to Why Am I Losing It, presented by Bosley MD. In today's podcast, J.B. Shelton and Colleen Camp interview Maddie Anderson. Maddie is a stylist and salon owner in Strasburg, Pennsylvania. Maddie is a specialist with highly textured hair. Today, she discusses how to work with highly textured hair and why she doesn't suggest using braids and weaves on highly textured hair because of the possibility of mold buildup on the scalp. Bosley MD is proud to sponsor this podcast in the hopes that it will not only be of great value to salon owners, hairdressers, and barbers, but also to the men and women who struggle with hair loss. And now, here are J.B. Shelton and Colleen Camp as they welcome Maddie Anderson. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Why Am I Losing It podcast, sponsored by Bosley MD, where we talk about all things thinning hair. We want to stop it. We want to prevent it. We want to grow hair everywhere, well, at least on everyone's heads anyway. I am J.B. Shelton. I am a hair loss advocate, stylist, and salon owner. Today, I have my fabulous cohorts and partners in crime, Miss Colleen Camp, who is our education director for Bosley MD, and Miss Joan Myers, our hair loss advocate and educator and sales guru, and just all around just fabulous female. Thank you, ladies, for joining us today. It's so good to see you. We're always on Zoom when we do these, so I see little square faces. David, thank you so much for having us. And oh my gosh, we're so excited about our guest this morning. I cannot wait. It's like her knowledge is so vast and what she is doing for her clients is just amazing. Yes, and it's so exciting to have Maddie. So Maddie Anderson, she is our special guest for today. Welcome, Maddie. She is a stylist and she works at Mixtura salon in Strasburg, Pennsylvania, which I was immediately drawn to the name of your salon, Maddie, because as a salon owner, inclusivity is something I think we all really try to strive for. But I also think we find once we start our salons and we want the diversity, we want the training, we want all of our stylists to know all hair types. But sometimes it it doesn't always work out that way, Maddie. So Welcome, and tell us a little bit about how you started your salon and why. I started my salon 11 years ago. I've been living in the area for over 20 years, and I felt frustrated that no one can work with my hair type. I have very curly hair, and I'm just going to go back a little bit and how my frustration with my hair has been for many years. My mother has pin pin straight hair, and I always say you have hair like Asian hair. You know, it spikes up if you cut it too short. Very coarse, meaning the diameter is very large. And she had a lot of hair. And my father has the wavy curly hair. So my brothers have beautiful, I can't, I shouldn't say beautiful because curly hair is beautiful, but their hair is easy to manage. You know, you just clip or cut it. So, you know, boys are easy. You clip or cut, cut it short and is a softer fiber than mine and it's looser. So my mom used to say, oh my gosh, Maddie, your hair, I, she didn't know how to manage my hair. So at a very young age, I had to learn how to manage my hair and fire my mother as my stylist at the age of six. And I asked my African-American friends in school and said, how do you get your hair so straight? Not realizing that back then they were relaxing their hair. Did a show and tell and they would come in with their big comb and they say, you need a big comb and you need a lots of conditioner. That was my introduction and in how to manage my hair. 
And then for many, many years, I always been told I had bad hair. So as an adult, I was frustrated with my hair because I couldn't find a stylist in this new area that I moved in that is quite diverse. However, it was not as diverse. So that's when McStory came along and I decided I'm going to have a salon that is not going to segregate and it's not going to say, no, we don't do your type of hair. The only thing I have to say that I don't do in the salon is braiding. And I have my reasoning for that. Oftentimes I find when clients come in to the salon for hair loss consultation, they've either hereditary and yes, sometimes it's because of um, traction alopecia due to braiding or hair weaves. And sometimes they develop a fungus and so forth. And that's also reasoning why they have lost their hair. So that's one of the reasons why I don't do that in the salon, but not saying that that's terrible for those that do it, but at Mixtura, that's the only thing we don't do. Everything else we do. We work on all hair types. I have a very diverse clientele and I love it. I love when the little girls come in and, and they're like, oh, wow, I found somebody with my hair type. When they look at me and they're like, and it looks great. And my hair, and I don't have bad hair and my hair looks beautiful. And I love to see that transformation. I want to kind of touch base a little bit on what you just said there and how stylists, we've been known to do this to people, to tell them they had bad hair just because we really weren't educated properly in that specific hair. Colleen is very educated and experienced when it comes to highly textured hair. And I have to say, too, it is somewhat of a rarity for a Caucasian female hairstylist professional to really be well-versed and educated in textured hair simply because we're not used to working on it as much as we'd love to be educated. As you mentioned, the segregation in the salons, if we don't have the multicultural hair coming in, how will we ever get better? So Colleen, tell us a little bit about your experience as a Caucasian female who works mostly on highly textured hair. What kind of experience have you had? I'm sure you've had those moments where they take one look at you, Colleen, and they're like, uh, don't think so, ma'am. I don't think you're going to be doing my hair today. So what have you yeah. overcome? Thanks, JD. To me, it's all hair. And I just love hair. And I love working with highly textured hair in different amount of density and curls. And I think all hair is beautiful. And I just love working with it. The one thing to me that was a little bit of a mystery area is a lot of stylists, I think, and consumers think, you know, just because it looks like you have a lot of hair, that doesn't mean you can't experience thinning. And so I love the fact now that I have the, the knowledge behind the thinning hair space and I have that knowledge on working on highly textured hair because density levels can be, it's a global challenge as far as hair thinning. So I feel very fortunate to be involved in, in both of those. And yes, at the end of the day, it's all hair and we can help folks with any type of uh, hair density levels or, or texture levels. Yes. As a stylist, I do work on curly hair, but unfortunately I don't have the opportunity with guests to work on highly textured hair. It's, it's been a category of mine that I've actually been kind of disappointed that I haven't learned more about it. But, you know, we talk about scalp health at Bosley MD a lot. And Maddie, your comment really has me intrigued regarding the braids and units and different types of extension wear and weaves and related to fungus on the scalp. 
Now, this is something I wouldn't have thought of. So, Maddie, tell us, you know, how does that happen? What what goes on with that situation? Well, especially if when you do a hair weave or you attach a hair piece and your hair is braided and they sew it in, they do wash their hair. You know, the customers do wash their hair and so forth. However, what they fail to do is that they got to really let that dry because right now you ha- your hair is braided. You have a net or a mesh over it. Plus, you have a hair piece or you have wefts of hair that's wrapped around the hair. And what happens if you have water that's been sitting there, eventually is going to spoil. So that's the same thing that happens. So they develop a fungus on their scalp. And due to that, they cause damage. That's the reason why I don't do it. Because if you put a hair extension, you do it for a wedding and so forth, and you take it out, no problem. But when you're doing it for a long, extensive period, let's say three months, and you're really not getting to wash your hair as well. You're really not getting in there to cleanse the hair. If we have a healthy scalp, healthy hair, right? And oftentimes the debris is building up and then you have the buildup and it's going to clog your hair follicle and so forth. And that causes problems. You know, that is something I wouldn't have thought of. But we do extensions in our salon as well. But again, we're not dealing with that natural textured hair. It's a different hair type. So it is a different installation process, to be honest with you. Um, and I've worn wefts and hand tides and things of that nature. But what you're making a point to is that there's actually a covering over the scalp when they braid and then they add the unit or the weft in. And so what could a stylist do in between those services? Because they'll go three months without getting them serviced. It would seem like at that point, we need a really true scalp exfoliation, a real scalp treatment that they can use in between. What is your process with that? Well, the bottom line is you shouldn't have a hair weave in for three months. Once again, if, if you're going to have a hair weave in or some type of hair extensions, I do hair extensions as well. And I do the strand by strand. I do the micro point. However, we can get to the scalp and we can cleanse the scalp. Okay. And even when you do the with the wefts, I do with the micro links, you can still cleanse the scalp. And I also have to make sure that I'm not putting a lot of hair on that strand because what happens, you can have traction alopecia that way as well. But that's the difference. So if you're wearing a hair weave and you're braiding your hair and then you're putting a mesh over and then you're putting hair over that, you can't cleanse. And a lot of women become addicted to the fullness of the hair extension. I know because I used to do them myself on my, you know, to have that long head full of hair. So tell me, can this fungus happen with just traditional braiding? Because I know the box braids and the different braiding styles that are very popular right now. And quite frankly, especially in the summertime, I can see if I had highly textured hair, I would want a style like a braiding style because of ease, because of low maintenance, because in the summertime, let's face it, it's cooler, it's less time. So do you find that you can have this type of fungus scalp issue with just traditional braids? If you leave it on long enough, yes. But a lot of women that braid their hair, for instance, I have customers that come to the salon once a month. The reason why is because I do a scalp treatment because they have just removed their braids. And typically they leave it on between two to four weeks. And yes, they are washing their hair within that time. But however, but when they remove the braids, you do have some debris. So they come in and I do a hair and scalp analysis, make sure that there's nothing funky going on. And I do a deep cleanse and a scalp treatment. And um, I've been using the Bosley scalp treatment and I love it. And the customers love it. 
that sugar base. I mean, it's beautiful. Yes. Just and it does a great job in exfoliating and cleansing. Yeah, our scalp scrub, I got to say, and this is not a product plug because it's not what this point of this. The reality is you do need an exfoliator for your scalp because it's an extension of your face. Our skin is our largest organ of elimination. It's, it is our largest organ. And I think we don't think about the scalp, even as professionals a lot, because there's hair over it. Well, at least we hope so. But now what we're noticing, especially after pandemic, the excessive shedding due to stress, the autoimmune disorders we see going on the rise. And as you mentioned, Maddie, the anxiety that our younger generations are experiencing, and they're having symptoms of just pulling on their hair, tugging on their hair because of that anxiety. And that is a form of hair loss too. Tell me, what would you recommend, kind of switching gears here, we talked about professionals and specifically myself, white Caucasian professional who wants to serve all, where can I get my best education around textured hair? Where can I go? If you're eager to learn, I was self-taught because no one in my household had my type of hair. And I have brothers and I'm the only girl. That was the only female in the household aside from my mom. And my mom didn't know how to work with my hair. So a very common thing right now because we have so many multicultural children and who may have a Caucasian mother who literally has my fine hair but doesn't have clue one and they're trying to treat this hair like they do their own and it's breaking and it's snapping and it's tangled and it's all of the ish. So even not just beyond stylists, where can mothers go? How do they know what product to get, what to use? What I do is when I have parents come in, I actually educate the parents on how to work with their daughter's hair, what to do, what not to do. But I was pretty much self-taught, but if you're looking to educate yourself, there's so much education out there. You can go to your local distributors. They always have classes on textured hair. I do classes myself on textured hair. Like I, I would teach those how to blow dry hair. And it's all technique. It's all about learning the technique and having the right tools to work with the hair and the patient. The patient, the patience. And so I think even still, that is where the breakdown happens when the young daughter is about five and then the hair is getting thicker and denser and the scalp is maturing. And then the mother really has a hard time. I know I have several friends who went through this and experienced this. And I was of some help, but I wasn't quite to the level of help that they needed. And I think there's a real breakdown in most of our salons across the country where we have an opportunity to be more inclusive and get integrated in that education. But I got to tell you, I have a hard time as a salon owner finding some of this. And that's one of the things I love about Bosley MD, because it doesn't matter what hair type you have is still going to work because of the way it works down to the hair. So what kind of experience have you found in success wise with natural textured hair and then using Bosley MD products as far as restoring hair? When you have a hair loss condition, hair loss does not pick you based on your texture of hair, color, skin, ethnicity. And it could be for many reasons. We lose our hair, right? It could be hereditary. It could be medical and so forth. I have great success with Bosley. I've been using Bosley now, I must say, for about over 60 days. I'll be very honest with you. First thing what I did is I, I gave it to a few families, friends, and they started sampling the product. And I have one particular pro, um, person who's very close to me, and she's a very dear friend, and I love her dearly. I didn't have a solution for her. 
because everything we tried, nothing was working. And then finally, I called her up and I said, I have something for you and you're going to sample it and you better use it the way you're supposed to use it. I don't want you giving up and say after 30 days, this is not working. And I kid you not, within a couple of weeks, she's like, my hair looks fuller. I'm not shedding. She takes a supplement and she's also using the follicle energizer. Did I say that right? It's amazing. I see the difference. And we were having dinner two weeks ago and it was a group of us. And one of our friends haven't seen her in a long time. And she pulls me to the side and she goes, her hair looks fuller. What she's using. And I'm like, she's using the Bosley MD. She didn't want to approach her because she didn't want to embarrass her. But she goes, I see the difference in her hair. So far, I have much success on those that have used it and are using it. And with anything, you have to have patience and and consistency. This is not something that you're going to see overnight. You are going to see some results. My rule of thumb is you have to give it that college try. Oh, yes. You can't give up after 30, 60, 90 days because nothing's going to work. Exactly. What I always tell the clients is like, you're going to see your optimum results within a year. That's going to be your optimal result. And you know, Maddie, you've touched it right on the head there. Time. It takes time to lose hair and it takes time to grow it in a sustainable fashion. And that's what we do at Bosley MD. And, you know, that hair thinning category that is actually the fastest growing category in the beauty industry next to hair color right now, hair thinning category has been another uh, department that most of us professionals, hairstylists, really have kind of disregarded because we thought, oh, all of our clients are going to have plenty of hair. And if they don't have hair, oh, well, most people will. But I think now thinning hair is actually a really huge opportunity and it's part of a professional responsibility to understand so you can meet the needs of all your guests. You know, we were talking about how our textured hair is a category that a lot of are not well-versed in, as well as the thinning hair category is the same thing. When you're initially talking to those guests and you're having that consultation, how do you discuss that with your guests, Maddie? Because that's another big point where, you know, hair loss is a touchy subject because it gets into your confidence and your self-esteem and losing your hair. Some people feel very ashamed of it. And we want to remove that. You shouldn't be ashamed. For whatever reason, it's not your fault, but let's get some solutions going. How do you go through your consultation so you can kind of debrief your guest, your client on like, hey, I think there might be a problem coming up here? First thing I do, I make sure I'm in a private setting. That's the key factor. Make sure that no one is just her and I or him sometimes as a male. That's not, not just female. And that's the first thing I do. And I do have a client questionnaire that they complete the hair loss consultation questionnaire that they complete. And I begin the conversation first. Have you visited dermatologists, your mother, your dad, or your siblings? Have they been losing their hair? Have you had any major um, trauma to your body, any major falls, any major surgeries? And oftentimes, a lot of folks don't realize, especially if you had the flu, give you an example, because I've seen it. That's a major trauma to your body. You're not going to witness the hair loss immediately. You'll tend to see it months later with the hair loss. So I touched base on that. Did you have the flu? Um, Now with COVID, you know, I've had clients say, hey, I'm starting to lose my hair, but I had COVID like nine months ago. And I said, yeah, that's very common. So I approach that and I ask those questions on their health and their eating habits. And if they're taking supplements 
and stress, of course. Stress is one of the number one reasons probably that we, we do lose our hair. And you know what, Maddie, you hit the nail right on your head because it's actually the number two reason we lose our hair next to genetics. And after this 100-year pandemic, as professionals, we're going to be seeing hair loss continue for the next year to year and a half because that's how stress affects you. So I think that's a good point for us to end on. I've got a few fun questions I'm going to ask you. I like to do some fun little, you know, get to know you a little bit questions that are just fun and engaging But I think that's where we need to stop is, you know, that stress from the pandemic as professionals, we really need to be aware of it. And then more importantly, what solutions do you have at your fingertips for yourself and your guests? And that's where Bosley MD can be a big help. Okay, so let's do a few rapid fire questions, Maddie, so we can get to know you a little bit better. What is your favorite thing about the beauty industry? My favorite thing about the beauty industry is actually seeing the metamorphosis. I actually seen the client transform. Many times you have the client who comes in and she's like, oh, I had a terrible day. I look horrible. I don't feel pretty. And when you're done, it's like, wow, I feel great. And just to see that transformation and to see their spirits being uplifted. I think we can all say as professionals, the number one reason we became professionals was because we wanted to instill confidence in other humans. And that life-changing moment is like, oh, that's why I'm here. You forgot, then you remember. Okay, next question. What's your favorite place to visit in the world? My favorite place to visit in the world is Montreal, Canada. (laughs) Okay, I love Montreal. I've been there. Do you speak French? I do not. (laughs) I took it in high school. So when I go to Montreal, I, I can read words and I think I'm real fancy. So that's why I like going to Montreal. I can pretend I'm bilingual. (laughs) I can read it because it's very, when you're reading it, it's very close to Spanish because I do speak Spanish. However, um, I cannot speak it. No. Now, last thing. In your own hometown, what's your favorite thing to do for entertainment in Strasburg, Pennsylvania, besides getting your hair done? In Strasburg, Pennsylvania, my favorite thing to do is to visit the vineyards and the wineries. Okay, this is what I did not know, vineyards and wineries in that area. Okay, I'll mark that. Really, I'm planning my own Get to Know America trip, so I get these questions and I get to know what's going on around the world, so thank you. Well, Maddie, it's been so good to meet you today and learn more about curly hair and how we can become more integrated, and then more importantly, how we can help all of our guests, whether it's fine, curly, pin straight, or anywhere in between how we can help them regrow their hair and rebuild their confidence with Bosley MD. So thank you so much for joining us today, Maddie. And then thank you, Colleen and Joan, as always, for being those sidekicks. We appreciate you guys very much and everything you're doing in the field to educate our professionals across the United States so we can solve some of these hair loss issues because it's going to keep happening for a little while, especially after COVID. And then, of course, I always want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Bosley MD. Without them, none of us would be here right now. And a lot of us would have a lot less hair, too. So thank you, Bosley MD. (laughs) So true. So true, Chevy. So great job. Thank you, ladies, so much today. It's been a blast as usual. Until next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope you'll join us for our next podcast. And be sure to check out all of our past podcasts. For more information about Bosley MD, 
You'll find us online at bosleymd.com. That's B-O-S-L-E-Y-M-D.com. And of course, all social media. Feel free to send your questions and comments to info at bosleymd.com. Till next time, thanks for listening.